Hi, I'm Kendra Corman, the host of Imperfect Marketing. If you're a solopreneur, small business owner, or a marketer, you know marketing is far from a perfect science. And that's why this podcast is called Imperfect Marketing. Here you will hear from marketing experts and successful business owners about their marketing tips and, of course, their lessons learned along the way. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Since September 30th is International Podcast Day, I've decided to celebrate a little bit in advance and share about my podcast journey with you and provide some tips on getting your own podcast started if that's something that you're interested in doing. So this is the second podcast I've launched. The first one was solo shows only, meaning me talking just like this episode and like my marketing briefs, but I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. I I felt forced and I didn't really have a mission for what I wanted to do. Coming up with show ideas was really hard and forcing myself to record was even harder. My heart just wasn't in it. And this was probably, I think, 2018, maybe 2000, a little bit of 2019. But we fast forward through the pandemic this year, 2022. I decided that I was going to continue to work on helping more entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and other small business owners. And to do that, I needed to take up podcasting again. I really felt that this was a mode of communication where I could reach more people with advice and transparent marketing information. I had a renewed energy for this and decided to do an interview format and supplement once a week with a super short tip or lesson learned episode, which are my imperfect marketing briefs that I launch on Tuesdays. Instead of partially thinking about my audience, I really thought about what you all need. And before I could chicken out, I sent four emails to some of my friends to record interviews and get this started. Now, if you listen to those first four episodes, I think they're good, but they feel a little bit stiff and a little bit templated to me. Now I spend more time researching my interviewee. I track down really what they have to share with my audience that my audience can learn from. And that's the key. I want there to be a key takeaway from every episode, something that you can learn each episode. What do you do if you want to start a podcast? Well, step one is going to be the basics, right? Pick a name, a topic, a category, and a description. So I decided I want something unique. So I spent some time on the U.S. Patent and Trademark website. USPTO, searching through a list of about 50 different ideas that I brainstormed for a name because I wanted something that people could search and they wouldn't get 17 other options, right? I picked the business and marketing category, of course. I wrote up my show description, looking at others and benchmarking those first and really trying to figure out my topic and my niche. And of course, that's marketing for small businesses, uh, especially service-based businesses. Up next is step two, you do need some scroll-stopping artwork for your podcast. I recommend using Canva because that's great, but if you're not comfortable doing it on your own, then I would think about looking at a site like Upwork. I use Upwork a lot to supplement my design team when we need certain things like illustrators and things like that. It's a really great site to find some great talent. Now, step three is to make an introduction 
or outsource it. A Fiverr and Upwork are both great for this, but I recommend that you learn from me here. This is something you can change and it can evolve with your podcast. So I really recommend DIYing this, buying some music yourself or picking a track from YouTube's music's audios library. You can totally do this on a budget. The reason that I didn't like the one that I had recorded was because it doesn't have the energy that I have. Now, I probably could have picked different talent and spent more money and a lot of other things, but because I was trying to do it on a budget, I went ahead with some budget options that I thought were going to be good and just didn't wow me. I went ahead and re-recorded my episode, my intro and outro recently. Step four, make sure you have the equipment you need. Now you can go totally cheap and budget wise here. You do not need a huge expensive microphone or anything else, but I would record, you can record just as basic as using your iPhone headphones and microphone. You want to record in a small space. My office is all I've got. So I've got a lot of background noise that I have to take out when I'm editing um, from my white noise machine and the HVAC unit that makes a lot of noise. But It is what it is. I'm making what I have work for now. Now, step five is to start planning your episodes and show format. Are you going to go solo? Do you just want to share information, your story, your journey? Do you want to do interviews like I do on Thursdays? Or do you want to mix it up and do a mix of solo and interview shows? It really depends and you can define what that is. I go ahead and I supplement probably once a quarter with a solo show that's a little bit more in depth than my imperfect marketing briefs. And I usually have interviews the rest of the time. I really like that mix. There's so much to learn and so many people that have so much great information to share that I love it. So then you want to start thinking really about your content. Lesson learned here, and I'm still learning. I sort of took what I got in the beginning because I believe, but I really believe that if you can create themes around your content, outline a content plan and the direction you want to go with it, then your show will actually be more cohesive and much better for your audience. Now let's talk about production of your episodes. I record in Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I had some audio issues with one of my interviewees and the audio came back to me flawless because of the way it backs things up. And there's a free plan and there's a paid plan. I use the free plan. I used the paid plan for a little bit. But the transcript that I got needed a lot of editing, so I didn't really want to go there and it wasn't saving me money there. But you can also use Zoom too, if that's where you're comfortable. Another thing I like about Zencaster is it actually records on two different tracks. So one time when I was recording an episode and my phone rang in the background, I was able to take that out without impacting my interviewee's answer and having to start over or anything like that, which was really cool. So I do strongly recommend that. I edit in a system called Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. It's a free program, but you could outsource your editing. And I can tell you that one of my big goals for next year is I do want to be able to outsource my editing because it is not 
not my favorite. Um, and I've actually already worked with and got a sample from a company that's going to go ahead and do it for me. And they're going to do it at a fairly reasonable price too, which I'm really excited about. Then we have your show notes. These are great resources for your listeners. So I think you need to think about what yours are going to look like. Are you going to rewrite and sort of summarize your podcast into like a blog format? Are you going to do a short summary or a trying to intrigue people with a short description and then the related links? All of that is possible. It's just up to you as to what you want to do. And then the final question that I have on the production piece is, are you going to transcribe your episodes? I use rev.com for mine because I want less editing of those transcriptions, but it runs me about 60 to $70 per episode for my longer interview episodes. I could have them do an automated transcription for less money, or I could upgrade to the paid version of Zencaster and get a automated transcription, but then I've got a lot of editing to do on that. And I don't really want to do that. Now I have heard a lot of great things about Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. I've been thinking about looking into that for a while now to see if it's going to make editing or transcription easier and less expensive, but I just haven't found the time to do it yet. So now that you've decided your title and your description and your category and why you're doing this, because again, you better have a good reason as to why you're doing it. Cause that's something that I learned along the way back when I started my first podcast and I didn't really have anything fueling me along, making me want to do it. And so that's why I fell into what's called pod fade, which means I start podcasting and then it goes away. Usually I think a lot of the podcasts don't make it to the 10th episode. I don't think I made it to the 10th episode back then when I was doing it. So if you have a mission and a purpose and a reason for doing it, it's awesome. And if you're nervous about like what you're going to sound like, or you don't like the sound of your voice, join the club. I don't know anybody that does. I would recommend, I strongly recommend getting over that first of all, but second of all, maybe try being a guest on someone's podcast and seeing what you think and what the information is that you share with them and make sure it's a fit for you. Being a guest can really help take the stress out of being and starting your own podcast. So just something to think about. But now that you've done, again, your name, your description, your category, um, I'm pulling up my notes here. Um, you've done your artwork. You've made an intro and an outro for your podcast. You have equipment. So you've got your microphone or your iPhone headphones or whatever it is that you're using. You've planned your format. You know what you're going to be doing. You've defined all of that. You're ready to produce. You produced your first episode in Zencaster and you went ahead and edited in Audacity and you've got show notes drafted and ready to put into your platform, right? So now you're ready to launch, but what's next? So before you start, I recommend doing a trailer episode. This is really a seed episode to allow the different podcasting platforms, you have to have something to upload into them. 
Otherwise, you can't get listed. So that trailer episode that can be very short is a little bit of a commercial for what you're going to talk about and what your podcast is about. You can do trailers along the way also, but in the beginning, it's a really great way to do that. Because again, the podcasting platforms can take up to two weeks to list you. Then I need you to pick your hosting platform. Personally, I use Buzzsprout. And again, I'll have links to all of the resources that I use down in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. They are, a lot of them are affiliate links. Some of them are not. It's really just based on really what I use. I'll have a link to Descript and stuff like that. Again, stuff that I don't use, but I've heard great things about. Um, So all of that will be in the show notes if you want to check any of those out. But again, I use Buzzsprout. And while I know that a ton of people on other platforms, this one I feel is the easiest and the best. Um, I've used a couple of other ones that my clients have podcasts on, and they're just not as easy to use. One of my favorite features outside the ease of getting started and getting listed, because it's super easy using Buzzsprout, is the dynamic content. So they've got this section called dynamic content where you can add pre-roll and post-roll to every episode, a handful of episodes, really whatever it is you want. But basically I can add a commercial and you can't see my air quotes um, for lack of a better term at the beginning or the end of all of my episodes, or again, a couple of episodes. It's really pretty cool. And if I have time, something time sensitive, like a webinar or a course launch, I can add that commercial in there. One mistake that I did make that I caution you not to make when I found the dynamic content, I got excited and I took the lazy way out. I went ahead and used it for my standard intro and outro so that I didn't have to edit my audacity track. And so for quite a few episodes, I don't have an intro and outro in the actual audacity track. It's actually in the pre-roll and post-roll. So if I change the pre-roll and post-roll inside the dynamic content, it changes that for those episodes. So that's a little bit frustrating. So at some point, I'm going to have to go back and fix that. But I probably did this to too many. And so now it's getting a little bit daunting because I'm still doing it. And Um, so I'm going to need to use, I want to use that dynamic content for other things and have the intro and outro attached to the actual episode. So now that you've decided again, all of the infrastructure, you've got a couple of episodes recorded, you have your trailer posted, you're listed on iTunes and Spotify and Google podcasts, you're ready to go to market. So number one, I think you need to decide on a launch day. You really want to launch it and market the heck out of it. You want to share it on social media, share it out to your email list, share it out to your networking groups, write a press release, put the press release out to a ton of different outlets and really try and get as many listeners as possible. So. That is my advice for getting started with your own podcast. But let's go ahead and discuss some specific questions that I get asked about podcasting on a regular basis. Number one, 
is should I advertise my show? Well, personally, I'm not a fan of that from a marketing strategy standpoint. For small businesses, solopreneurs like you and me, we have limited resources. So paying to advertise a show doesn't necessarily get us direct emails or anything in return. So it's really not my favorite. I recommend saving your money for ads that are going to grow your email list or sell a product or sell a service. And then you can promote this valuable content that you're creating to your list through email, social media, etc. But I think you need to promote other things first and then promote it to that audience. Promote the podcast to that audience. Okay. The second question I get asked fairly often is I want to outsource my editing and need some money because that's where I'm at. Um, So I want to monetize or I want to monetize my podcast in some way. Should I have sponsors or a sponsor? Okay. So I'm going to recommend growing your audience first. You can use affiliate links like I am here inside this podcast episode in the show notes. So if you click on something, I get something, you get something, we're all happy. And you can actually use those affiliate links to offset some of your costs and your time. Now, it only really works if it's related to the content that you share. But I do think that it works if your audience isn't huge yet. It could actually work even better if your audience is pretty large. Now, you could seek out a sponsor with a set fee to cover expenses, but a sponsor is going to want an audience. So you need to know that you have one. And so if you don't already have an audience of some sort, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to do that. All right. So question three that I get asked, is podcasting a lot of work? So this one's a little bit hard for me to answer because I could spend a ton of time on my podcast, a lot more than I do right now. Between recording and editing, I'd say each episode takes about three hours for my interview podcasts and about an hour to an hour and a half for my imperfect marketing briefs. That includes researching questions and things like that. Now, planning is where I admit that I do need to spend a little bit more time. Um, I did start doing that a lot more, I think around episode 10, um, when I was recording that and started doing a lot more research and purposeful content so that you can get the most out of each episode. But I can tell you, I took what I could get in the beginning. All right. Another question that I get is what defines good performance? Because people want to know if I start a podcast, how many downloads should I be getting? What do you mean? I'm not going to be getting a million downloads a day because not everybody's going to find me because there's so many podcasts out there type stuff. So first off, do not compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. Some really smart person said that and I can't remember who it is right now, but It's one of the key mantras that I repeat to myself all the time when I look at someone and I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to have the number one business podcast on Apple, right? I can't compare my beginning to their middle. So that helps me frame up 
a little bit with what I'm trying to do. Now, I did go ahead and check for you guys on Buzzsprout's platform stats. And within seven days of release of an episode, they're saying if you get more than 29 downloads, you're in the top 50% of podcasts. If you get more than 99 downloads within seven days of releasing an episode, you're in the top 25% of podcasts. And if you get more than 373, you're in the top 10% of podcasts. And you can look up more. I'll have a link to Buzzsprout's podcast stats that do change regularly because it is actually based on the stuff on their platform. So just something to think about and listen to. All right. Question five. This is one I get a lot. I don't want to commit to once or twice a week because I don't know if I can keep it up. Well, first off, awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you for noting that you might not be able to keep that up. You don't want to set yourself up for failure out the gate because that's a guarantee that you're going to get frustrated and unhappy with yourself, right? Again, back to Buzzsprout's podcast stats. 34% of podcasts are published every 33 to seven days. So I'm in the 34% of podcasts that are published every three to seven days. 39% are, are published every eight to 14 days. 19% every 15 to 29 days, 2% over 30 days. And 7% are posting between zero and two days. So that's pretty much every day. But that means more than 50% of podcasts are posting less than one time a week. So it's okay. Do what you can commit to and create a consistent schedule. That schedule doesn't have to be weekly. It doesn't have to be bi-weekly. It can be what you can deliver. But that's the most important piece is making sure that it is something you can deliver. All right. Question six that I get asked about podcasts. How long should my podcast be? This is a a great question. And like all podcasts and videos I do and advice that I'm asked about videos, my answer is it depends, which I know is feels like a cop out, but it's really not. It needs to be long enough to cover the content that you're talking about, but not too long that you're trying to fill time and hit some random minute mark on your podcast. You don't want to fill it in with unnecessary stuff. You really want to make sure that you're keeping your audience engaged and present in that information. Now, The other question I get asked regularly is what's your biggest tip for podcasting? I would say it's to figure out what your mission is, figure out why you're doing this podcast, because that's, what's going to keep you going. You know, just because you want to try it out or do a hobby. I don't know if that's enough to keep you motivated. Now that's something that you'll have to decide for yourself. But I think if you have a mission and a purpose and a reason for doing the podcast, it'll be a lot stronger for you. Okay, so 
I know that this is a shorter Thursday episode than normal, but that's because I don't have a guest and I'm sharing with you some deep dives into podcasting in honor and anticipation of International Podcast Day, again, which is September 30th. I really hope that this helps you with ideas on starting your podcast. I'm totally sure that by next International Podcast Day, I'm going to have a whole new set of questions, tips, and lessons learned for you. But the one thing I can tell you again from my imperfect marketing perspective is whatever you do, do it consistently, do it well, be true to you and your brand. And I am confident that you will succeed. Do you have a podcast? I'd love to know. Let me know. You can reach me at support at KendraCorman.com. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave a review on the podcast wherever you're listening. I would really appreciate it as I work to grow this and serve you better. Thanks and have a great rest of your day and see you next time on another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Be sure to subscribe and visit KendraCorman.com slash Imperfect Marketing to view the show notes of all my podcast episodes. See you next week. Same time, same place.